0: welcome to episode
1: 98 of the design details podcast i'm Bryn jackson and i'm brian Levin. today we caught up with mark hemian and josh taylor to talk about their new company design inc yeah they've both been kind of
0: all over the map uh josh is most well known for his work at evernote and mark is most
1: well known for his work at i guess north oakley everywhere (laughs) insane work history but it was super fun catching up with them it was uh, more of a roundtable discussion this time too. So we hope you enjoy it. If you have feedback, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. We're at design details FM and join our Slack team. We're chatting about design, tools, news, details, all sorts of stuff. They gave away a bunch of Figma invites the other day. That was awesome. Yeah, there's over 3,000 people on our Slack team. So to join that community, go to spec.fm slash Slack and we'll catch you in there. You know what we haven't asked for over in a while? iTunes reviews. Yeah. Ah, I did guess it. Does it be great to get yeah. If you've been enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, what that does is help us move up the charts on iTunes, helps new people discover the show, and it makes us uh, feel really good. So whatever podcast <laughs> app you're on, leave us a review. If you're on iTunes uh, or the podcast app, definitely write a review. Leave us your thoughts. We'd love to read them. Uh, criticism is always welcome, of course. That's all we ask. I think that's
2: it. So let's get
1: into episode 98 with Mark Hemian and Joshua Taylor.
2: Hello. My name is Mark Hemian. I grew up in Virginia, in Northern Virginia. I've been a designer for a long time, since like Web 1.0, Photoshop 2.0 days. Whoa. So yeah, you betcha. seen a lot of things. are you still alive? It's unbelievable. Which hip are you on? I'm on the second, <laughs> third replacement. Uh, very stoked to be here tonight, and we're going to hopefully talk about some design details. He <laughs> <laughs> said the name, did you hear?
1: That was good.
0: Aqua. <laughs> it's like in the movies when they say the name. Whoa,
2: that's always so odd, though, right? They're like, uh, they, especially like, when the,
0: We'll talk about some. Dun, dun, dun. I don't want to be. <laughs> a
2: little, I don't want to be a little mermaid. I want legs. <laughs> that's a weird that was your voice one example. example dude. <laughs> Chewbacca, this has been really hard. These Star Wars <laughs> are getting me down. <laughs>
1: Oh, beautiful. And it's all downhill <laughs> from here. What just
0: happened?
1: I don't know how we got onto that. Oh, yeah. Do. Okay.
3: Me? All right. <laughs> hey, Josh. <laughs> is it my turn now? Oh, is man. he done with Chewbacca? I, I don't know, Mark. You got more? <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Uh, my name's Josh Taylor. I <laughs> grew up uh, all over, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> I was um, hoping you were just going out there, I grew up. I grew up one, one time. Uh, no, so so I guess the reason we're here, Mark and I started a company together, um, Design Inc. Um, before that, uh, for the last year or so, a little less than a year, I've been doing a lot of uh, contract work with startups, um, some of them really small, like pre-product, some of them uh, a lot bigger, like your Airbnb and Credit Karma and Class Pass and a lot of that type of thing. And I just love those really early stage problems. Um, those are fantastic and just like really rich and full of, There's just like this huge opportunity with them. Um, Anyway, it's cheesy. I like that stuff. Uh, Before that, I was at Evernote for around four years. I was a design director there. Um, Really awesome place. Before that, kind of ancient history, but I got my master's degree in Barcelona. I spent some time at uh, an in-house studio in Salt Lake City for a while. Um, Which one? It was not, actually, I shouldn't say studio. It's more of like a company. It was literally the Salt Lake, convention and visitors bureau extension arm it was i'm always
0: exciting. surprised by how many design firms are in salt lake City. salt lake's awesome blows my mind
3: salt lake is but you also
0: like oakland so you're not really doing. salt lake and oakland market. have a lot in common they're both amazing that places does, it's getting it's sounding worse and worse you just you said something. you
1: like salt lake
3: no i said i was surprised by how many people were mm, in salt Lake. that's true i inferred salt lake is creating them because salt lake it's salty spits them out there's so you still
2: have a pretty rich tech history. Novell came from there. Micron had a huge place there. Adobe's there. It's interesting. WordPerfect Word came out of there. Oh, yeah. Old school, though. That's old school. I don't know if you guys remember that. You did the thing. You laid the thing over the keys because there was no like, there's no UI, really. It was all command-based. No? Blank stairs all around right now on the WordPerfect perfect. On all three fronts. On all three fronts. On all three fronts. I remember using mm-hmm. WordPerfect. You do remember using WordPerfect. Okay, But cool. I
0: didn't. Have a thing I laid over the keys.
2: Yeah, because like future iterations, they started building UI, but early, early days, it wasn't that way. You had to do like if you wanted to print, you had to like Control P, and that's how you print, or Control F12. And so the only way to know how to do that is you literally had a paper template you'd put over your. Because you yeah, I've been. A, I told you before when I started, we've been doing this for. Old, old tell years. me another story, <laughs> please. Tell me about the before Grand, times. Grand <laughs> <Bahamian>. <laughs>
1: uh mark for context yeah, what uh so you've started designing together uh what were you doing before that
2: yeah so before design inc um i had another i i helped uh, start another startup called north um the premise of north technologies was to try to build a sequence of apps until we found one that really had product market fit we saw that there was a trend in angel investing where you know if you really wanted to be successful you kind of had to invest in like 10 to 20 companies and so uh, my co-founder Kevin and I thought, well, gosh, why don't we just build 20 companies? And so we raised enough money to give us enough runway to build one every four months. And uh, the second one we built was called Watchville. It did really well. It was a it's a wristwatch news aggregator app. And that led us into merging with a company called Hodinky. And so, you know, that that was about a year and a half or so, and it went really well. And so that kind of went on. Kevin's now the CEO of Hodinky, he's doing really great. Prior to that, uh, worked at YouTube, worked at Google, did a bunch of design stuff there. Um, was lucky enough to do a short, kind of two-month stint. We're uh, helping on the self-driving car, helping with some UI stuff there. Prior to that, had another startup that—that's uh, actually what brought me to YouTube, called Flick, and YouTube acquired that. And then I don't know. We can keep going back. There was you I get do...
0: really angry about t-shirts.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's some t-shirt companies in there designed by humans. T Fury worked at Dig, was a director of design at Oakley, and. Yeah, so I've worked all all over the all over the map. Small companies, big companies, e-commerce, consumer, enterprise, and the one common thing actually is uh, product design as a profession is very new. I would even say it's only four or five years new. Because what's happened in the past is you've had all these graphic designers who really kind of were heavy into brand, heavy into marketing, and somehow we had to take these folks and introduce them to this idea of product design, designing software. And there's still a huge disconnect, you know, you got, you got folks coming out of getting their master's degree in HCI or whatnot. And like, they're really killer at UX, but they have no soul. I mean, they have a soul like inside their body, but they don't have the aesthetic and the taste sometimes that you can get very strong from the brand side. And so you're getting these like one-legged designers who can't, they that a shot at me. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm let's, I let's, let's. in here and suddenly <laughs> he's one-legged. Oh, yeah. He got hit by a motorcycle. So I was on, on my <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> he got he hit, didn't pay attention. Hit by another motorcycle. No, you got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. It ran a red light and hit your ankle. Um, the car no,
1: ran the red light. Let's dude, clarify. The
2: car ran the red light. was was not. And it's
1: hit. not your fault.
2: But, dude, don't transpose, bro. You got more self-confidence than that. You don't need to take that <laughs> on you like that. It's all good. You're <laughs> a beautiful person, man. Just feel it. No, but really, I think... Like for example, when we were at Dig, we we not only did we do the UX and the and the UI, all the icons, but then we actually had to do all the front end engineering. There was it was very blended, and I think that those roles, it's been just you know you can be a you can be a very effective designer at Google, Facebook, these big folks by specializing. You can be like a really badass icon designer and go work at Google and have a really wonderful career because they they can afford that specialty but for a lot of startups, you just can't. You have to be more of a generalist to be really effective uh, and to be kind of valuable to anybody. So I think you know, for folks who are listening to this and they're just kind of coming up, absolutely experiment with interaction, with UX, with this, You know, even if it's just um, thinking through, looking at an existing product out there and kind of rethinking how it might be better for you. I don't know. I, we, I don't want to keep ranting, but uh, we can go. I can talk all night on this. You got some things in mind. I got some things in my mind.
3: I mean, I think there's something re- really interesting in there too. That uh, that you kind of touched on about like how new product design is, and I think it has a lot to do with where where we've come over the last literally like over the last century even. And I think that the, with the introduction of an iPhone or just these apps that we can literally have in our pockets, I think it's completely shifted how we interact with brands, interact with products. And literally like over the last century, really brands drove a lot of our experience and uh, media drove a lot of how we found out about brands. And so we'd find out about things through ad campaigns or marketing campaigns. And our first experience would be with the brand and second through, then we'd finally discover the product. Mm-hmm. The thing that switches the barrier to entry for finding these products is so low that, that we are, our first experience with these brands is the product. And so like, I mean, something like peach comes out and suddenly like somebody sends me an invite and now I'm using it and I don't There's even know no marketing for, that. I don't even know what it is just suddenly like, here it is. And so my first experience with this thing is inside of the product. And I think that shift is like why we're thinking about product in a way that we are now as like a core of the experience before, like brand was the core and then product came off of that and ex- other types of brand incarnations came out of that but the brand was kind of the core which is why in the last century marketing agencies drove a lot of uh the business and a lot of the entire design industry was focused around that but like now because everybody's like in in the, the rate at which we're growing and the rate of which like everybody's getting new products like in the next five ten years i don't know what exactly what the statistics are but somewhere somewhere by like 2020 like billions of people have apps in their pocket, and with that trend, like it completely changes how we experience brands, how we experience products, how we have to design for those. And I think we're like completely at the infancy of how we think about those experiences. So, I, so you I mentioned
0: think, four to five years. The yeah. common uh, measure seems to be like the original iPhone, which was like nine years ago.
2: Where do you think the, the growth happened? Do you think it was just an, a big growth curve since then? The, no, the reason I say four to five years is because even though the iPhone was out there it wasn't until 2012, 2013, that internal, inside of YouTube, inside of Google, inside of these bigger companies, they actually shifted how they spent their money. When did, when did Facebook go mobile, like, really as a focus, 2012, 2011? Before that, you had a few dudes over in the corner, I, and girls, sorry, in I doing their iOS app. It was literally probably seven people. And, and then you had hundreds of people at YouTube working on the website. That totally inverts. The engineering changes completely to have one centralized API that can now serve out to all these different clients that took two years to for all these broader inter, you know technology companies to really make that internal shift and many still haven't made the shift you know it's still like a thing to talk about it's still like a thing internally that that I know that companies struggle with and so that's and even so you know I love what Josh says about product being brand and how that is your introduction to the, your introduction to the emotional um, feeling that you may have towards something. And it's interesting to watch more traditional kind of like what, you know, physical goods products, like, you know, uh, some board shorts or, uh, uh, you know, a healthcare product or something, how they're, how sometimes the first touch point you have with them is through like e-commerce, for example, or through maybe even social, you know, so you see something on Instagram and that's kind of your first introduction to a new kind of backpack or new kind of jacket. It's not going into a store. It's not browsing the old way we used to. It's, so anyway, I'm kind of like meandering around a little bit. So that's why I say, and even the last four four years, five years, I could even compress that even further. Cause I think like, for example, YouTube's first iOS app was not amazing. You know, I helped a little bit on that a little bit, but I think just now they're kind of getting it with having, you know, being able to keep a video playing while you're still searching. Like that's a very simple mm-hmm. thing, but it's interesting how it took, it took a while to figure that out. And it took, a, and even with Facebook's home feed, You know, Facebook said they did paper and they played with all these other things. Well, it turns out, you know, people just want the feed because on your phone with your thumb, it's way easier to consume that way. Paper was beautiful and great, but it didn't. It was killer UI, not the best UX. You couldn't consume fast enough. You couldn't get it fast enough. And it's like on search and Google search, you'll see these explorations where people put the results in like a grid. Our brain doesn't process it like that. It wants hierarchy. And so... But it's taken us a while to kind of learn these things. And so I'm really stoked for the next five years. Who knows? I mean, five years from now, I have no idea where any of this is going to go. And the reason we started Design Inc. is frankly, Ido and Frog and these folks way back in the 90s, or in the 80s even in some cases, saw that hardware and software was just kind of emerging. What was a better way to think about the mouse or the better way to think about this interaction? And... I want to, we want to be the modern day kind of IDEO focused on product design. We think that that is going to touch, not not just the folks here in San Francisco, it's going to touch every company you can think of is going to have some technology arm, something that we interact with every day from your refrigerator, how it orders food or how you interact with it to how you consume media. It's like, there's no kind of limit. And we are seeing a massive vacuum in product designers. There are not enough. Engineering is compressed now where people are coding things so quickly that there is product design really can't keep up, in my opinion, at all. And
0: usually the ratio is like 1 to 10, which is a bet that one designer can keep up with 10 engineers. No
2: question. right.
3: That's actually like kind of a good ratio in a lot of places. Like 1 to 10 is like, oh, this is great. We're 1 to 10. And it's still... In the last few days, uh, they're saying that they have enough
2: designers. Right. They're
3: like, oh, we're finally at 1 to 10. This is awesome. I'll (laughs) tell you this. When we announced
2: Design Inc. on Friday... You know, we put up our website, designing.com, plug, Sorry, thank you. Uh, I'll pay you your sponsorship fee. I'll give you a buy you a drink or something. Thank you. That's oh, recorded. Drink of water. You're welcome. <laughs> but literally, we had we had we've had tremendous amount of inbound. And a lot, a lot of the inbound initially was was kind of smaller startups, smaller groups. But I mean, we're talking 30, 40, 50 companies in just the last few days for like, we need help. We can't find a designer. We can't hire somebody. And I tell you, if there's if there's folks listening all across the country, I mean, we got to figure out a better way to kind of make, make a match between, I know there's designers out there who need work, and I know that there's startups who are looking for these kind of folks. One of the problems that needs to kind of happen, though, is a lot of these startups, I don't want to say need to lower their standard, but in a sense, they need to kind of just either learn design themselves and get going and start building their MVP, or they need to kind of find somebody... Outside the valley, perhaps you know, go out somewhere else, and you know, for five grand, you can get some killer design. There's some amazing folks out there who can do killer design for like five, six, seven grand, which is way cheaper than you're going to get from you know hiring someone here.
1: Well, then we should talk about what it means to be a product designer, because I think one of the common struggles that we encounter is uh, bridging this gap from people who are just getting out of design school or people who. Have designed a few websites.
2: Yeah, it's how, do, how do I
1: get a job at Google? Right, like how do you bridge that gap from from understanding the the basics to I think product design requires quite a lot.
2: You can't. There are some there are some problems at Google. There's no way on earth you're ever going to learn in school. The scale is too big. Google, Twitter, Facebook, whoever it might be. there's are such massive. You you are you're going to have no empathy on how to design a UI that needs to work in German, needs to serve a billion people. You're just not going to get that. You, you're not get that case study in school. At some point, I think PMs and designers go away, and it blends into one person. I product really, designer? I yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it's called, but it's it's like a hybrid. It's like something like in between.
3: But I, th- I think there's like there's there's another piece to it too. Uh, you just got to start where you are, and I think that the the thing about product design is it is a this huge nebulous term, and I think it's.
0: I feel like all designer labels are a huge nebulous term. <laughs> they're
3: either too nebulous or too specific. Yeah, And I'm actually not sure which one. And no one so, ever knows if they're too nebulous right. or too specific. But so I mean, product designer like, right. is a term that like we've co-opted from physical product design. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's Thank adequate. You, Facebook. Yes. Uh, I think that's adequate in some ways, but, but it's also this huge term that talks about like we're designing a product. Right. And that, that is, there are so many pieces involved in that that touch every piece of a successful business, at least that I think at some point, like, especially when you're like coming out of school or you're like trying to get in, like pick a piece, any piece and start learning about it. That's how I think everybody has kind of got into this. You just pick a piece and start making stuff. And then as you get into it, you realize, Oh, in order to do this really well, Oh, now I have to like go talk to people. And then you're starting to like get into like some user research. And now you need to like, okay, but they said this and now, I need to incorporate that. And like, that's like kind of these usability concerns and things start all coming together. But I think you just pick whatever place you're in and start from there and then just kind I'll, of I'll give start you a building. practical example. I hired a guy named, an
2: intern named Josh Colley. The reason we hired him is because he said he wrote a blog post, he redesigned YouTube and he did an awesome job and he had a lot of thought. I mean, I don't know how much time he spent on redesigning this, but he did, it was beautiful Tons of screenshots, tons of thinking. We reached out to him. He was from Scotland uh, and he had a lot of opinions and it really it caught our attention. I'm not suggesting that that but that was that's one way we hired this guy and and he did great. He's now at Google full time and he's he's really wonderful because he had an opinion. He had so he had an itch, he had to scratch. One of the things I love is when I'm interviewing younger designers or new folks coming up is that it's just kind of in them. They're not doing it because they think it's the next investment banking thing. They're not doing it because it's a trend. They're doing it because they love to design stuff. They see things that are a problem and they want to make it better. And so it's funny when you go to Dribbble, there's like a very distinct kind of difference between folks looking at other people's work and then saying, oh, I could do that better and make a new icon. Then there's other folks who are actually kind of, you know, I love the ones that are like, here's an email and a password field and a button. Here's how I think it could be a little bit better. The label should go up above the field box when the button's done you know here's a way to do some some checking on what that might be i love that stuff cuz that tells that's real life everyday we're doing forms all the time that's the hard stuff i think making an icon isn't the hardest thing in the, in the universe and doesn't it's not really quite product design. but they're so pretty they are so pretty <laughs>
3: but also I, I mean i've also worked with uh, like icon designers that will take an entire concept that we're trying to communicate and put it into this little bitty icon in this completely awesome. incredible way that you're like, you just explained exactly what you're we trying to say in a, in a tiny little diagram and, and a little glyph.
1: So it's sort of hard that to, word. to put yourself back in this headspace. But if you were just starting, where would you start learning? I, I have people ask all the time: Should I start learning web? Should I start learning mobile, VR? Right? Like, where do you, where would you start if you were just coming into this industry right now?
3: I think that, like, going back back a little bit, that I think that one of the things that has completely changed how we think about interaction design. And one of the things that has kind of accelerated this is exactly where i'd start and i think it's the when when iphone or when ios put out the hig is the time when there became human a, interface a guideline Human interface guideline that's the time when they're there started to become rules for how you do this thing and those are rules that you learn and then you break right like i, I think mm. most of the successful apps yeah. are breaking it quite often um but go figure that out read the google material design guidelines they're incredible and they're so insightful and just start with that. I think mobile's just a really intuitive place for a lot of people to start. So start with what you know, and then and then quickly start growing into, say, like, okay, what do I not know? I think and then mobile's easiest
0: because g- it has those defined rules. Yeah. That's by far the best part. There's, web, not, web there's not a like HIG for you web. You can do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, the thing with, like, no one owns the web.
3: Web's a fun place, though. Like, it's oh, true. It's... Web's a fun place. And I've done, like, a handful of, like, pretty large redesigns, and I think that on the web, and I Somehow I keep ending up having to get back into web stuff. Um, web, the web's great, but... Yeah, stop thing, doing that. Web's, the, web's over. Web's over, man. The thing that you have to do if web's you just des- redesign otters. something for the, for the web, the first thing you have to do is you have to define your OS because you don't have things like how this transition works or what the co- common navigation is. How do you know where you are and how you go back? What the, the animations are, how we define list items. Like None of that exists. And so the first thing you have to do is essentially like create your own S- OS and like it's essentially what Apple and Android already have in place. So like start mm. with their rules and it's like there's a, it's a huge learning thing but it's also like a good place for you to start being able to piece all these things together and then just tweak a little bit here and this could be better and this could be different and I think that's kind of how most of us have learned. I love the Infinite that.
1: tweakage. I love that. I think it's a design exercise just to read the material spec and try and understand like whether you agree with it or not why a decision was made, like why why they want certain amount of space and type and
0: do you guys just ever like sit down and just read the the Hig or the material design spec?
3: I go back to the material design one all the time. See, but but I, but I use
0: them while I'm doing this. Referentially, thing. yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean I don't it's not like I read you don't sit, I don't like <laughs> do it <at laughs> sit back in a
0: chair with like a glass of scotch no. and like <laughs> I need some reading material for the Somewhere evening. in Oaks It's only hap-
3: that's only happened one time and it was a, a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, where would you start? I already I, answered the question. It was a perfect answer. It was that was a great it was, answer. It by was the way. a great that was I'm gonna I'm just eloquently gonna continue spoken. with the that flow of
2: genius and keep going. Because Don't screw it up. I'm not. I'm gonna try not to screw up. You guys can see why Josh, right? Yes. Because he's yes. brilliant and he's he's more of a grown up. I want to get back. And he's in impossible the, to search for. He's impo- he as Josh Taylor.
3: Josh like, Taylor. There's apparently some like B-list actor. He might even be A-list. I don't know. I don't he's know who he is. If you don't know him, he's not. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that, that's by definition B-list. But he sucks up my all my SEO. Look, I Aren't I you really to be good at tech or something. <laughs> I am not good at SEO, and I I'm pride myself on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's an interesting kind of thought process around ego versus heart that I've been like diving in super hard on. And what I've been noticing and observing in San Francisco is there's a really big difference between people working from their heart and people working from their ego. And so I think if you are a designer, I would first ask yourself kind of why. Why? What are, you, what are you trying to get out of this? And I'm seeing a lot of convergence here into the valley of people who just want to make money really fast.
0: Is that a factor of do you love doing it versus do you want to be known for doing That's it? That's right, absolutely.
2: Okay. Absolutely. Are you, are you just here to hop on the next startup or whatnot? Traditionally, years ago, way long ago but i would even say like 2000 1998 building tech was not cool it wasn't okay it was nerdy the geeks did it and i had plenty of friends you know when i was in school i got a business degree because i didn't know there wasn't any program for design and i hid everything i did i worked at a startup during college no one cared and they made fun of it. I worked for a speech recognition company, and like, oh, you're making robots talk. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to, awesome. to make it worse, I was playing lacrosse where I was going to school, and and a lot of those guys, you know, just they're you know, they went on to be accountants and lawyers and these kind of things. Just no, like no one cared at all. You know, the only way you could start is just by starting and working on things that you kind of cared about. So it's hard for me to figure out like how do you start? I don't know. I mean, literally since I was young, since you know, 10, 11, either I was playing games or trying to write a game or trying to code something like even in basic or whatever. There's just a genuine curiosity that comes. And I think you need to be very self-aware. If you don't have that curiosity, don't do it. You know, I startups for me and design and technology is a lot like playing in a band. You know, there's folks come out here and they want to build companies, but they don't know how to play the guitar. They don't know how to play the drums. They don't even know how to write music or read music. Guess what? You don't get to make a band then. You don't get to be in the music industry. So if you're not willing to kind of like, and I know I'm kind of diverting a little bit, but I, th- you know, folks like, I want to get into the tech and they feel like design is like the, the path of least resistance sometimes. So I mm-hmm. kind of want to call that out a little bit and say, you know, I don't know that. And that's why you're getting folks that are like UXy and are strategisty, but they're not doing the other side I like of their- the square
0: quotes there on both yeah. of those words. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And because I think there's, I think it's crazy. I think you have to, if you're a designer and even when we talk about product design and our copy and in designing, we are qualifying it by saying software design or digital product design. Because I think, you know, I've talked to friends and others, you know, like, hey, don't steal our word, like industrial designers and other folks. Anyway, sorry. Coming back though, frankly, if I shouldn't have to tell you where to start, if you're a true designer, I shouldn't have to tell you. you it should true be True designer. I'm serious. It should be inside of you. And you should have already been designing stuff. Show me what you've been designing. Like what? Like what thing have you? I mean, you you have to, had to have had one friend or someone's cousin or something that said, "I need this thing designed." Why did you not jump all over that and just do it? If you didn't, then you shouldn't do this. It's not in your soul. Go do something else. You'll be happier. That's why Josh is here because he can give you like an actual practical answer <laughs> that you can take action on. I would just I would just rant. Uh, but let me say this. The other reason why we started Design Inc., the folks that we that we hire and the folks that we care about and that we want to spend time with are folks who have built companies, who have worked at technology companies, who are the real deal. You know, they've earned their right to call themselves digital product designers, software designers, internet, whatever you want to call it nowadays, whatever it'll be called in five years. And, that's, and that was really important to us. You know, you're not going to find folks at Design Inc. that are agent, agency people. No offense to agency people. There's a lot of good work there, a lot of hard work that happens, but- it tends to breed more marketing, more brand, you know, and that's not really the work we're interested in. We're interested in the really, really hard stuff. You know, give us the back admin interface for Facebook's partners or Facebook analytics, you know, give us that. We love to do that all day long. That's hard. That's really hard. It's not sexy, but we love it. We, that's where we're like happiest. And so I think if that's not inside of you, if you don't, then, you know, people who want to learn to play the guitar, how do they do it? They just, they just get on YouTube, they get the calluses, they get bloody, they figure it out. Dave Grohl never took a drum lesson in his life. He just sat there banging away until he figured it out. So it's a weird question. I think if people ask that question, they just gave themselves the answer. So no, how do you feel about UX designers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: what that means. You said UX-y and research-y.
1: Strate- strategist.
2: I said strategist. Strategist. Yeah, I love researchers. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, I think they need to... I don't know. I think that term's weird. I think it's, It is weird. I think a UX designer is weird. I get the spirit of it. It's like I design experiences and help people. I advocate for the user and I, I'm human-centered and these kind of things. And that's great. I think that's important. It's not enough. I think to be a designer, you need to have aesthetic. You need to have taste. You need to have a point of view. You can't just be a user advocate because you know what? Then you're just annoying. You're just telling people what people... What some other one person... A you a true designer like takes business takes users merges them together, <laughs> and then adds a little bit of something really that can't be taught, which is a point of view and an aesthetic and a taste pizzazz which, pizzazz. pizzazz and that's only developed we bedazzle UI <laughs> no but it's true man there there is this, there is an extra little component an extra little slice that comes from a study maybe of humanities or maybe of art of music there's an extra piece of soul that the best designers have. It's why, it's why you know, some of the best products we love, we can't quite articulate why. You know, because it serves, the it's clear, it's useful, and then it's elegant. Those are the three terms, that's Apple's mantra, right? Is inside their design culture, it, those are the three words. Is it clear, is it useful, and is it elegant? But you say that, and then people like Snapchat, which is the opposite. No, it's not. No, it's not. You have got, I'm telling you, man, you gotta watch. So I have a 14-year-old daughter and you got to them, the rainbows coming out of the mouth. The speed at which that app performs is clear as is useful, and it is very elegant. It is, it makes total sense to someone who's you. It's unbelievable how fast they swipe through the, in, the incoming messages, of the videos, being able to tap, tap, tap through like someone's sixty-second thing. That's it's pretty awesome.
1: I think the only one I'd argue with on that is the clear. I think elegant and useful, yes. But the the UI is not clear. The colors make no sense. The icons make no sense. I Googled what does this icon mean? And it you can't figure it out. If someone rewatches something, they give you this icon that doesn't look or mean like anything you've ever how, seen. But how in your about life. now?
2: What about now? Now that you've used Snapchat, how is it clear to you now? After I like literally had just to Google what the fuck does this just mean? Just because something <laughs> has a learning curve doesn't mean it's clear. Doesn't mean it's doesn't unclear. Doesn't mean it's unclear. Wouldn't, it just means but, it may have a learning curve to it. Because like f- <sighs> when you open up Photoshop and Illustrator, you know, it's very clear to you. But you, I put that in front of like... But I think somebody- that's what's
1: so confounding to us is like uh, the, the design industry, it seems like, is we're confounded that Snapchat has a learning curve and is so successful with consumers where you, you normally expect a learning curve to be very normal for business software, for enterprise software, but for a consumer entertainment app, that seems Hey, man, crazy, sexting
0: is a but powerful...
1: It worked, right? No, that's true. Encouragement.
2: Motivator. Well that was like the big thing that got it off the ground, right? The the other reason it's clear is because the functionality is so limited. I mean it's some there's only so many things you do on Snapchat. It's not necessarily a this broad thing, but um, you know I love
1: arguing Snapchat because people usually fall on one side or the other. Like they love it and they think it's it's great. Every
0: time it, I, I download it. it, the onboarding makes me sad and then I delete it.
3: <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean Snapchat's yeah. not for me. Like I like I can't do it. I, I don't know, like, I don't feel like I'm at the place where I'm supposed to be too old for products, but I'm for sure too old for Snapchat. <laughs> I'm but, just amazed
0: that doesn't think he's too old for it. He's, he's all about I it. I don't have Snapchat on my phone. I don't use it. You just observed your, yeah. your kids.
3: Here. But I think this is, like, really important. Like, I think that it's, it's how do we, like, we always get in these product discussions deciding, like, if there's, like, as if there's an objective yeah. reality on whether hey, or not man. something is good or not. Of course not. there is and i think that like that's not like if you want to get into like what is experience design like we can't there's not an objective thing that will be experienced by all people equally and so like when you start talking about things like snapchat and it's divisive and some people are like it's horrible and other people are like this is an, amaz- an amazing ui you have to like go back to the question of of how are we validating what ideas are good what interfaces are good and for who and like they have sometimes dramatically different user bases and types of people that use them and they don't all think like us. They're not all people that, that want to digest content in the way that we do. And as, as I think that's one of the places that we have to grow a ton as an industry to really understand that there's a lot of different experiences that we haven't even really tapped at all. So empathy? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's empathy um, for sure. I think empathy is probably the best word that we have for it. But it's just really understanding, like spending time and trying to understand their entire experience and how that product kind of fits into it, rather than starting with our product first, and then how are they going to respond to it? But I think if we can understand, like, I mean, Snapchat is is maybe not even the best, maybe it is the best example, but I mean. I'll give you a non-technical
2: example, a car. There's a steering wheel and there are two pedals and that's it. And guess what? Everyone takes tests, is taught. It's it's very rigorous. You go through way more training to drive what I consider to be a pretty clear UI, and there's tons of onboarding. There's tons uh, of there's literal onboarding. There's and there's, there's, there's yeah. road UI. It's not just the cars UI. Sure, but my point is like that's a very you know as if you if you kind of evaluate is that a successful. You access, but
0: most of what you're trained for is how to deal with other, other users. other people, right? Yeah. But
3: here's what's interesting, so which there is are, fa- there are- a fascinating use case, yeah, like, right. a fascinating like study. Penguin. Like, what if, what if, like <laughs> your entire training on an app was how do you deal with other users that are also using this app? How do you not crash into each other? Man, so like, we should build that. That sounds if, fun. if
0: two users fill the same bit, one of them is deleted permanently, forever. But when you think like we, Tron,
2: but when you think about all the work that goes. That's been going into car design. I mean, that's a ma- that, that's been around for a very, very long time. They do way more research, way more work. And they're all wrong. Motorcycles are the right <laughs> answer. <Fuck>. Obviously not. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that was it, a
0: car's it, problem. Yeah, it was it. the car's problem. <laughs> that's true. The car was too comfortable. She was texting. I, I, I was paying attention. Yeah.
2: I, why doesn't cars have airbags on the outside?
0: actually some of them do the, on the it, outside yeah there's like new kinds really? cars and stuff i love that i love that idea yeah. but then it it like ejects <laughs> <laughs> you bump into someone <laughs> and their knee gets broken oh
2: how did you guys meet i met josh at a uh a behance event that he hosted uh years ago um and like when i I dan when petty I, What's that? Oh my God. Dan, Dan, Petty
3: Petty. Put yeah. Dan put it on? Dan, Dan put it on and we, I don't know, we were sponsoring Bacon or bacon something. Of
1: the Valley. Seriously, everyone is connected in some way.
2: I don't know how you, when, when I meet folks, you know, the, very initially I kind of catalog in my head of like, oh, that's someone I'd like to do work with or that's someone that I like and that's someone that maybe I don't want to work with in the future. That's scary. It is scary because I, I, I don't know. And so I just, I just remembered Josh was articulate. He was poised. He was confident. And I just I was impressed with him. I just kind of made a mental note of it. I knew I had known that he had left Evernote, and I had known that he had kind of been doing the freelance thing for a while, uh, successfully. And I did. It was it was curious to me why he would do that when there are so many jobs. He could have gotten any job he wanted. He he could be at Uber right now. He could be at Ship wherever he wanted. He could be at Airbnb actually. But he chose a model that would allow him to be with his family, and he chose a model that allowed him to kind of have control. We wrote our values out on Design Inc. because it's important to us. It's important to us for folks to work in in any way that's important to them. And I think creative people do work differently. I don't think a creative person can just turn on creativity from nine to five and just work. It's not how it works. And I don't know that we know how it works. I wish we did. I wish I knew the thing to turn on in my head to get that good idea. Um, And so I was impressed by that. and And I know that Josh is very different than I am. He thinks about things a little bit differently Better, you know. I think he thinks about things in a more logical, concrete way. <laughs> I think way. about things better than yeah. You know. do. You do think. You do. You do. You do. And, and uh, you know, if you're the smartest person in your company, you blew it. Like that's stupid. So you you got to get the best people you can. So yeah. who's smarter. He's smarter than me. Yeah, no. for sure. So Josh, first this is a weird. This is maybe a weird meta conversation this to is, have This right is now. a weird. Con- yeah. I don't mean I, to put you on the spot, but that's how I feel. You know.
3: I mean, in general, I th- I, this is a philosophy from a lot of. I mean, this isn't our philosophy, but you always want to be around people that are definitely better than you at something. And I think that, uh, I mean, that that's true of, of each of us. There's certain things that I'm just super not very good at, and, and Mark is, and there's- Painting waves.
2: I don't <laughs> do the painting waves We thing. don't sell
3: paintings in designing. <laughs> Can should, you? Please? No, they're all going up in my house. <laughs> there you go. That's like somehow I'm gonna weasel one out of you, Mark. I, I have a big open wall now in my new apartment.
1: Uh, do you see any art on these walls?
2: No, Mark, I don't, you need on. some. Uh,
0: those are reserved for Hemian paintings specifically no,
2: there's no painting right now we're we're building we are we i mean in what about art well look i mean we're trying painting. people have challenged us and they said why are you doing an agency like they don't scale it's like not a good business i'm like yeah it's a killer business actually i we don't need to i don't need to make we don't need to make two five hundred billion dollars or whatever people are thinking they're gonna make on their failed startups T-Han and relax yeah so i think ultimately the the scaling problem i think pentagram's done a good job i you know, that's a challenge we want to accept. We want to be able to cover, you know, we were just having, we had a meeting before we came here and we were talking about how, how might we figure out these smaller jobs that are like three grand, five grand, seven grand. How can we actually capture those and help, helps, help every company and everybody who needs design help? How can we kind of usher in a new, a new kind of set of product designers? Do you like when I was in eighth grade, I went to wood shop. I would have rather it on a product design shop. Like, why is that not part of the education system? The reason it's called Design Inc. is because the word Inc. is not about it being a corporation. It's about the idea of incorporating design through as a common thread, through everything that you do in your company. It could be from how your teams are organized to the environment that you're working in, to your philosophy, how you actually approach a problem. And so that's why that name is the way it is. And that's also kind of like, just as a personal philosophy, um, we... We also don't, we, we're not as hubris enough to think that we know exactly how to do the best product design. We don't, but we are tenacious and we're willing to sit and get into the dirt with the folks in our clients and figure it out. Because week after week after week, you're going to learn new stuff. Product design is super messy. It's super hard. And, and no one's really figured it out. I mean, I wrote this old medium post, Design Process is a Myth, and I genuinely believe that. I think you can have structure, I think you can have habits like Slack and Jira, and you can have tickets. That's not process though. That's just kind of tactics to kind of make sure there's accountability. Getting a product designed, no one, there's no method. There's no like scientific method that you can say do A then B then C D. Product spits out. Doesn't? It's really hard. Do you disagree, Brian? Brian's like making weird moves. It's like one two three question mark
1: profit. I maybe disagree. And if I think you could draw a yeah. line to the scientific method, which is not test A and then B equals C. It's test A, then B, learn something, yeah. change the, the inputs. But that
2: change, that input change, right. that's the magic. But the, so that is a process. A, there's a process.
1: So I, I, don't, sure, sure, I don't know sure, that sure, I truly totally agree Semantics. Sure, yeah, sure, we're sure, arguing sure, semantics sure. at this point. Sure. I don't know. How do you, sure. Josh, how do you feel about design process? Is that a thing?
3: Uh Yeah, it is a thing. But
2: that, <laughs> but that little, but that, oh, that moment, the one, the one, real quick, Josh, that one piece in there that when you test A, then you test B, and they both failed, and now you got to come up with C. That thing that happens in your brain that generates the idea of what C actually is and what you actually do. There is no process to create that. That's a matter of your subconscious, like dealing with the problems somehow, interactions with other folks on the team, and thinking through it and see what other people have done there's no way to like, cause if you could just do that every time, then we could solve every product problem that any company has no problem. And, you, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can't.
0: So we should make a startup to figure that out. That'd be great. <laughs> solving the big problems. Sorry. Good, good, good idea, genes.
3: No, I mean, I you're like, I think that that's totally right. I mean, the process, the, so, there's, there's you a process or whatever it, you want yeah, to call it. But synaptics. I think it's, I mean, there, there's a, there's a very important piece where there's, there are points in that, in which you, we have not yet been able to identify what happens here to cause us to get to success. Um, but there are multiple steps in any given thing. You can kind of roughly say, that, hey, let's follow these four main steps. And there's a discovery phase, and I mean, this is kind of essentially like we took some amount of process and structured our company around it, but. There's there's a discovery phase, right? Well, even there, like there's things that we do, and but there there's also an intangible in there that we're waiting for. So we've basically created a space for discovery, rather than saying here's if we follow these three things, then there's a matter of like we will reach success. I think that's the that's maybe the piece you're objecting to, but I think that there is a process that we set up that basically knowing that we follow this process is the best way to get us closer to being able to achieve the epiphanies or whatever we need to achieve
2: making making the best chocolate chip cookie in the world you can follow a process you can measure the ingredients specifically get the oven the right temperature the right baking stone you can do that over and over and over again perfectly and you will always get the most delicious chocolatey goodness melting over your face you can't we just're eating cookies wrong, dude <laughs> 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 but we just don't have the same magic, <laughs> and sometimes. there's a reason it's not yeah. reproducible. Yeah. There's really a reason job. that it's Go. not
3: reproducible. There's too many variables, and this is exactly why I think most of us want to do product design, yeah, this changes like a you have the variable of your of your business, and that is not a repeatable thing because you have time, you have people, you have customers, you have the people in the business. those aren't repeatable, and once you do it once, now your company is inherently in a different position, so that's that's not a repeatable thing. There's there's also this tech, technology is changing so freaking fast that we can't keep up. And I think that's that's super fun. Um, but that means that one, like I go through a process one time, the next time I'm like, well, crap, uh, I can do it better. And now this new tool's out. And now I want to try this thing. And, and now I have to change my process a little bit to accommodate that. And so we're constantly evolving what our, our process is, which means that we can't actually get to a place where there's a scientific method that reaches from point A to point B. There are B. no controls. There are no controls. Taking taking
2: back to what Josh said earlier, if a new designer is coming online right now and they want to build their very first app, this would be the process. Download Sketch, learn how to use it, pick an iOS app because you can grab Tehan and Lax or or whoever it is now. You can grab templates that already exist, follow the HIG, the, the human interface guidelines, put your navigation across the bottom, put your other stuff in the middle, use the top, don't mess around, keep the top alert bar and the time and everything. Don't mess with that. Keep a top bar too. Nav that's bar. Where yeah, keep your nav bar up there. Don't mess around. So that's done. Your Chrome is done. Now think about what is the most important thing your app's supposed to do. Take a picture, post a thing, do whatever. That goes in the middle. Make it really cool. Make it good. But you don't have to overthink it. And then you're done.
3: And then, no, you're not, Mark. You're <laughs> all, <laughs>
2: and then you're done. You, tr- you so, draw one screen and that, so you're done. But now you've put just put designed
3: there's a, there's a price of a
1: million dollars. Cat. Yeah, two
3: million. Um, you don't need no a up to do this that. market. Um, there's, there's the keynote. <laughs> Sorry, go, Josh. Go.
0: Uh, I lost. Should, I lost. Just it. say words.
3: I lost it. No, I
2: said that was a pro. Uh, that that is a process. Would,
3: would like, you like me to go to the tape? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help. Genius only comes once. In okay, large, if you right. don't no. want to do it, fine. It's <laughs> not repeatable.
2: Genius isn't repeatable. <laughs> it's a variable. It probably wasn't worth saying. Our genius is a variable, and this anyway. But Android, it's the same thing. You want to do an Android app, go to material design. You can literally
3: download their UI
2: and just build off what they've done.
3: Once you have it, I mean, I think that like the, the other key pieces is like curiosity and learning from all this stuff. And so once you make it, go show it to real people and see what they think. And I think that like that needs to be involved in every single person's process from day one. And we have to be listening. Like we can't come out and say, oh, I have a strong opinion on how this should work. And this is exactly how this screen and this flow should work. That's just, I mean, that's, that's an important piece too, but we have to be able to take that, show it to people, and inherently involve their opinions and their feelings back into the the, the process. So don't design anything unless you like design it, show it to 10 of your, I mean, just show it to 10 family members or. I'm you, shocked if you how have many a small family. Then. Designers
2: don't use the thing that they make. Sometimes that's not possible, right? I'm uh, sure,
1: but it should be. Uh, healthcare. That's tricky. What if you're designing? <laughs>
2: that's like the broadest statement that, ever. No, uh, Healthcare is very tricky. Uh, <laughs> Insurance. Uh,
1: designing products yeah, yeah, to yeah. treat illnesses you don't yeah, have. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. Sorry, Mark. I'm always going to think of a a ten. Counter- <laughs> uh, everything you say. I just want a counterexample just to spark that. I love it. <laughs> spark yeah. that fire yeah, yeah, a little yeah, I bit. I love it. I
2: love it. Um, you could give yourself a disease, though, and see the product <laughs> <laughs> <it> <laughs> I'm
0: building Depends how far you're empty. Like, far are you willing to go? <laughs> is, is it in your soul? Yeah, you'll inject yourself and use that product.
3: Damn it! But that's that's inherent. This is that's part of this. Like we Boom. have to be oh,
2: co-founder coming
3: in. We, we have to be able to design products that we can't experience ourselves. And I think that's a fundamental problem right now. We are trying to design stuff from our own perspective. Yeah, and that's like, so much fun, though. It's <laughs> super fun. It's very fun. But we can't solve real problems yeah. unless yeah. we have them all, right? Like, that's assuming that we can only solve problems that we have. We have to be able to solve problems for other people. And I think that, like, that in particular is is something that in our industry is super nascent. And some people are doing it really well. Um, most people aren't even trying. No more light gray text, people. People can't see it. Contrast what ratio. <laughs> on my Macintosh screen. Right? Yeah
1: last night we had a discussion about design leadership and there's this interesting thing that we kind of talked about here at the beginning is uh, digital product design is so new right Uh, and as a result there just hasn't been enough time for a large number of people to reach uh, high-ranking positions as designers think uh, chief design uh, VPs of design there's very few relatively Uh, have you guys noticed this pattern and if so, do you think that we're going to evolve in the same way that engineering has where you move from junior to eng to lead to manager to VP to director to CDO. CTO? Is that the
2: path for designers? Great five-minute topic. If they want to be. I think you have to, again, going in back, five minutes. <laughs> going back to the self-awareness, you have to think about are you an individual contributor or do you want to go into management? Management, the same traits to make a great engineering manager make a great creative manager. And they're not, it is not, or it is it's not very, exclusive. No, I don't think it's exclusive at all. And I and I think actually being a great manager is orthogonal to being a great designer. I've had some of my best managers in the world. They're not good designers at all, but they have the ability to. Um, I think a good leader is really just a servant. You know, they they serve those that they lead. They they help them in their careers. They put the other folks in their team first. And you know, the Peter Principle, unfortunately, is, is uh, promoting a lot of designers because they're great at design and putting them in a management position, they're failing. Peter Principle is the idea that you get promoted to your highest ability. And so you you are a great designer, and I say, okay, Brandon, you need to go run this team. You just got promoted because you're a great designer, not because you're a great leader. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time. And that's a real problem. And if you are in that situation, you need to go out and get some training. Is it
0: you get promoted
3: beyond
2: one step beyond your beyond. competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. Yeah. You get, thank Free. you
3: you get promoted to the point where you can't really do your job anymore. Really that's right. weapons happens and that's the scary yeah. part. Yeah.
2: Right. And I and and ultimately um, c- you know creative leadership they're from an agency background. Those are the folks who are running the they they come up with the concept. They lock themselves in a room. They come out, "Hello, I'm the genius with a thousand helpers. I just thought of this cool thing with for Old Spice. We're get a guy and you have a tw- towel. minions execute." That is not how software creative leadership works.
3: Yeah. I, I think that like the new wave of design leaders, I mean, one reason we don't have them is this is so new and you just nobody has 10 years experience designing iOS apps. Like that's not a thing, but I think the next thing that's really important for making this happen is going to be designers who can really think about business. And I think that as we get some designers that will put a, put aside the conversations about craft um, and, and those are really important and we have to have those, but um, if we're constantly focusing on the craft of our thing, we aren't also taking in the business needs and all of the objectives and the Q1 goals and like these things are 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 things that we need to be involved in these discussions and we never really have been. I think we're starting to become more and more involved in these things, but as we start to understand business, as we under, uh, start to understand what are the problems of our CEO and what are the things that their their biggest concerns are rarely about this flow that we created or like how cool this transition or this button was like those things aren't moving the right levers. And so as we start getting some designers who have an understanding of design, but want to start working with business, then I think they're going to have a lot more clout. They're going to arrive at these, this mythical seat at the table that all the designers want to be at. Um, I, I think that we're only. I don't can, want to be at that table. Yeah. Let's be full of designers. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to be there either. But uh, I mean, we, we have to learn a lot more about business. And I think that's the other factor is we have to figure out what's, what makes successful businesses and how does design really play into that. I think there's, there's a lot of times where we're like, oh, this is a really great app or a re- really great, nicely designed flow or, or whatever it is and it's but it's not moving any real levers for the business and so a lot of those products go under or they don't they aren't successful or the, some of the products we love the most aren't around anymore because they didn't do what they were supposed to do and they didn't move all the right metrics and so i think that when we start talking about design leadership we have to understand where it fits into the company as well
1: maybe i missed this uh are you guys hiring people or is it just you two and you contract said something sub- subcontract bottom.
2: out Yeah, no, we're definitely we're evaluating we're evaluating a ton of designers right now. If you are interested, you can just hit us at play at designinc.com. and we, you know, we're just
1: sick plug. You get that one free, Mark. Next one's
2: going to cost you
3: four (laughs) dollars. Do I get one for free? I all right, Josh. I think I
2: think, um, yeah, of course. I mean, the kind of scale that we want to get at, sure. Yeah, we're 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 hiring. We're looking for folks. Um, You know, we have enough of our personal relationships that we haven't like, we're not like posting things on job boards or anything like that. Um, So, but I wanted to make a comment though about the whole design kind of leadership thing. Again, it comes back to that self-awareness of heart versus ego. You know, why do you want to lead people? Like why? You want to inhale the flattery because you want to think you're a boss? You want people to listen to you because you think just because you have a title, all of a sudden people are gonna listen to you? You're an idiot. That's not how that works. People listen to you because you do great work. And they listen to you because you're kind and you're respectful and you're thoughtful. And if you somehow get the chance to lead a group of people, then realize that that's lonely and you are the last person to get this pat on the back. You're the last person to get credit when the press release goes out. You don't matter anymore. Who matters is your team, everything. And that's that is a successful design leader. And in design and specifically, not not engineering anywhere, but design specifically, we we have too much ego and we want to be the person who's known as, oh, I designed, so I redesigned Spotify. I redesigned this. It does. thats crazy. It does not work that way. Product design is never a singular, you know, there's not ever one person doing it. It is always tons of people and tons of ideas. And that's why I still, you know, I still stand by this whole idea of you can't capture that process in a bottle. You just can't do it because of the way that humans interact and the complexities of that and the variables of it. Sorry for so much ranting. No, that's really, good. I, really I wanted to
1: turn and see if Josh wanted to build on that. But uh yeah. uh Josh, you get a whole half hour of just Josh time now.
3: That's gonna be boring. Well, <laughs> what's
1: interesting is this is a great opportunity to ask, because you are hiring. What is your criteria? So we're gonna have people listening. We literally maybe some of them are gonna apply. Yeah. What we
2: wrote it, we wrote it on our site. We wrote yep. our like so um you know, we wrote our belief statements, what we believe to be true. We say, if these things resonate with you, you know, talk to us. Things like, you know, th- and we borrowed, if you read these things, we've borrowed them from all over the place. You know, done is better than perfect and fast is better than slow and, you know, different ideas like that.
3: But I think that like it, it comes down to like curiosity. Like, we want people that care about the products that they're building. And that really only happens through asking a lot of questions and just like being intrigued. And I think that's where like, where a lot of the great ideas come from. They just, like, you keep asking questions and you keep figuring stuff out. And that happens at every level, right? That's, like, to the the youngest, youngest designer that's just getting started. Just be curious. So I think curiosity and, and humility are, like, two of the character traits that... that I mean, there's a lot of others, but the, the humility, like, we are going to work with uh, a variety of different people, some of which are crazy people. Uh, you have to be able to just go with it a little bit and, and people that can, that are pretty chill and relaxed and we can accomplish like kind of whatever comes at us. Like we're trying to accomplish some pretty nebulous and pretty hard challenges. And that's only going to happen if you can kind of go with the flow. Like there is not an exact way that we do this. And it's not like you do this and I've done this 10 times before. And so, you know, I, this is how I work and I I think that we want to be flexible and we want to to have be like, humility and, and curiosity are, are two huge things for me.
1: How do you evaluate hard skills? The pixels uh, people ship.
3: I, I'm frankly
2: gonna look at what, if if, they're, if their portfolio is full of a bunch of mocks and nothing shipped, I won't hire them. You know, we won't hire them. We need to see what's shipped out in the open. I'd, I would be much more impressed with an app that's like half-baked but it's in the app store than like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The only, and the reason is because I know that poor designer had to fight tooth and nail to get that thing out there. Pixels lie, man. Pixels do lie. You know, pixels do lie. They lie a lot. And I am so impressed with the most terrible UI that gets shipped out of the world, because that just tells me at least that designer, I obviously you had to make compromises. Obviously, it's not like your fault. Whatever. It's cool. I like have way more respect for that. Than, than some dude going crazy on some like super funky
3: animation thing. I mean, one one more on top of that, the thing that I love and almost demand is an explanation. Like, use yeah, your words. I love that too. You have to explain. Have what reasons this thing is. things. Yeah, there should be reasons. Even if like, I mean, some <laughs> things are like really straightforward, and it's just like, I did this because of this, and like, okay, that's great. Um, there's there's others that take a lot of explanation, and we want to see that. What we're really tra- anytime you look at like a portfolio. It's really, I always thought they're like quite funny because it's you're looking at what someone has done in the past, but who cares? All I really care about is can you do it again in the future? And so we need to see something that, that shows that if you've done it in the past, we, that can you do it again in the future? And the only way to really start getting into that is tell me what you did. And it's too hard to, to see, to just look at yeah, a bunch of pictures. Explain which, it. Don't right?
0: just show me something pretty one
2: time.
3: Right. And the best way to explain something is by playing with it on our phone or on the web or wherever the app is. Cool. And,
2: and you've had to ship something. I don't know. I think it's been really hard for, because even call like I I interviewed a college kid today, USC kid, he interned at Square two summers in a row. Oh, Louie. Yeah, Louie. Who is this kid? <laughs> wow. Viral stairs. So oh, just, I it, just talked if, to I just talked to him today. This is know? a perfect
1: example of how small this industry is. Sure, that, sure. That just happened. Yeah.
2: So I, you know, I don't know how he it's got a, Louis Harbo, right? Yeah, I don't know how he got my name or anything, but um, that's that's a good example of someone. He's still in, he's in school, and you know, we talked about what he's done in the past, and that's that's great. It's a good example. He could point to things. You know, I think the next step if we were going to do something uh, together is I would. Because we're in a different place now where our clients are kind of our priority. Um, I would probably put someone like that on a job that we've already done some pretty broad brushstrokes on and have them kind of feel more of a kind of production artist kind of a thing. Get a feel for how people communicate, their style, how rapid they are, um, their attitude. If they're if they're just willing to, to just be resourceful, you know? That's a big thing. Like a lot of folks are like, oh, I didn't get the... I didn't get the cl- the client didn't tell me anything, so I didn't do anything. No, you gotta like, figure that out. You gotta like pull up, pull out that conversation and communication.
1: And sorry if I've I've I, missed but, this on the site. Are you guys building an office? Are you or putting together an office? Or is this a remote we, job that you'd people have to can live in Oakland? And that wouldn't be. We any talked
2: good. a lot about we we believe that creatives need a space to go to. We like the WordPress model where they have this beautiful office here, um, out and off the Embarcadero. People go to it if they want to to clear their head. Um, we don't want that burden though of I, I wouldn't like if Bryn kind of worked worked with us. I wouldn't want him to feel like he has to go there and that he has to show his face and that he has to be a part of it. Part of our model is when we have clients, we're going to have to go spend some face time with them to kind of kick things off. So, you know, we also, it's kind of a digital nomad-y kind of thing. You know, we we got to figure that out. I I think we're going to come into a situation that's kind of somewhere in the middle where we're, we're going to have creative spaces. We can go, we can host meetings, have meetups, events, these kind of fun things. Um, but, it's okay if you don't want to show up for two weeks because you're in Greece. That's okay. We, we're down with that. That's how the new world is. I think that's how like the next ten years are going to be. And companies that don't provide for that kind of a working style are not. I don't know they're going to do too well.
3: But like I think the, the the communities that of of people get all getting together is a really important piece of designing great products yeah. and seeking that out as a designer is a really important thing that you want to be around other people and learn from them and. Yeah get critique from them. And I think that like, that's, that's why so many people have been going in house to like all these awesome companies, because there's other amazing designers there and you get to work with them and hear from them and, and do a critique with them and hear about like, this is again, it's moving so fast. You want to surround yourself with the people that, that you can learn from. So so you just do that. So I think that's something that we're going to have to kind of set up so that people have a place to do that. And, And some of that will be in a physical space. Some of it, I mean, there's a ton of great designers that aren't going to live by us and we want to make an incredible place for them to design as well. So some of that's going to have to be online or, I mean, there's tons of great tools now for kind of simulating that, um, not in a physical space.
2: But that's something that people have to learn is how to to work remotely and what that communication overhead really is. I don't know, you know, it takes a lot of personal motivation to like keep people abreast what you're doing. You know, but I could see I could see a situation where someone's like traveling the world for a year, and and they're one of our best designers for Design Inc. and they're keeping their clients happy and things are good. You know, we talked to a company today; their whole engineering team's in Barcelona, but they're a tech company here in San Francisco, but everything they do is in Barcelona, and that's rad. And they they like they all they use Jira, they use Slack, and they're gnarly. They do agile better than a lot of people I've ever seen. Like legit continuous deployment, like squashing bugs like crazy, and you know it's rad so
1: good times so if people are interested they can email play at designing designing.com uh,
2: they or josh at designing.com mark at designing.com or hello designing.com or I just think. go check out designing.com just go to designing.com and you know please show us your work let us know what you've done we'll let us know what you've shipped don't mess you know don't waste our time we won't waste yours and let us know and you know, it's good if you know someone that we know too. It's better to get a personal introduction because I'm going to back channel you. If I get your email, I'm going to look up everything you do. I'm going to look up your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Oh
1: my
3: God. What? It's true.
2: You don't do the same thing? It's true. It's it is true. It's
3: true. So, you know, don't be a Anything ball. else you
2: want to plug before you go? <laughs>
3: this, I feel like this has been a giant plug,
1: but that's okay. That's kind of how it is Anytime
3: Mark's yeah. in the room. Oh. Oh. That's not
2: true necessarily. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anything else you guys want to plug? We're over an hour, so we got to wrap
0: it
3: up. No, yeah, at wrap it up.
1: Joshua N. Taylor on Twitter.
0: Joshua
3: N. Taylor. There's an N, like Nancy, but not really Nancy. <laughs> it's, I swear it's not Nancy. <laughs> I swear it's a middle name Nancy Taylor. <laughs> Joshua it just N. Taylor. Is at
2: Sure. Yeah, if you want. Whatever.
3: There's nothing interesting there.
2: That's true. He's
0: at Hemian in our Slack team. That's
2: why. <laughs> um, I will say, like, the other thing is I love you know, if you just want to like send work and ask questions and talk, I do, I do quite enjoy that despite what Bryn thinks. I do. <laughs> I do. I, I genuinely do. Like it's if you're a
0: jaded old man,
2: no, but man, it's <laughs> it's so cool to see, to see folks like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I mean, I'm not going to be easy on you. You know, I'll tell you what I think. So just brace yourself. If it's not good, it's not going to be good, but you know, means coming in. Maybe, no, but then, it, you know, but maybe we do build up a relationship and, yeah. and there's something we can do there. But yeah. um my best mentors have never pulled the punches. You mm-hmm. know, they've been kind. You know, if people aren't honest, honest with you, how can you make honesty? Oh, we
1: should have another episode about mentorship.
0: That's a,
2: that's a good one. Let's do we that. Need, we, need, soon. We, need, we need we need more of it. We really do. Agreed.
0: Well, we're all going to Epicureans. Uh, are you going? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. We're, we're all so going, going to Epicureans <laughs> in a few weeks, so maybe we can do it then. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. It was it was
2: Thank you. It was so fun.
0: That was episode 98. I think we worked out some issues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, that was fun. They have a nice balance. I think they'll make good co-founders. We're excited to see more from Design Inc. Uh, until then, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Join our Slack team at spec.fm slash slack and leave us a review. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, open iTunes, open your podcast app, leave us a review, write us some comments and feedback. We'd love to read them. And we appreciate all of your support see you on Wednesday.